Oh, it's so good to be in the building and sharing today. Um, and I'm continuing our series, which Josh started last week. Um, as Sarah was saying, I'm Betty. Just finished a few weeks ago, trying to get out of the work mindset and mentality, but it's so good, yeah, to be sharing this evening. Um, and I'm going to be looking at um, how to put our faith into action. So we're going through this series, looking at the example of the church in Acts, of the early church, of how we can, as a church, as a community, put our faith into action. Now we see this community in Acts of um, when the Holy Spirit felt so powerfully upon them, he propelled them and empowered them to go out and put their faith into action to completing the Great Commission. And we'll be looking at how, as a church, we can put our faith into action. And one of my favorite verses, it's actually a description of the early church, and it talks about how they were a church. It says, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them that there was no needy person among them. And I love that this is a picture of the body of Christ, of believers putting their faith into action, not just reading what the Bible says or knowing it in their heads, but actually doing what it says. They sold possessions, they sold property that none among them would have need. So I want to look at this example and how we, we can do the same as the early church by activating our gifts. How can we activate our gifts that God has given each one of us? And I think the temptation with giftings is to kind of think, I'm not very gifted. Have you seen um, that person operating in their gift and using their gift? The church doesn't really need me. They've already got enough singers. They've got enough people doing the welcome. Have you seen Toby on a Sunday preaching? Toby is really gifted. Actually, Hattie's heart for social action, she's really gifted. And we kind of take a step back and forget that God has given us all different gifts. And God has given each one of us here gifts to use to build up his church. We all have a unique shape, a unique makeup, specifically knitted and crafted by the best craftsman there is, Jesus. And Rick Warren in his book, The Purpose Driven Life, talks about how each one of us have been given these different gifts and this different makeup of what shapes who we are. We all have different spiritual gifts and we get a list of these in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 11. It talks about how we can have different gifts of wisdom, of knowledge, of faith, of healing, prophecy, discernment, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues. And this list is not all there is. We get elsewhere in Romans 12 and Ephesians 4, it talks about how there are a multitude of gifts. Gifts such as mercy, serving, teaching, giving, encouraging, hospitality. And we all have different passions that God has given us, different, different abilities, different personalities, experiences that God wants to use to build up his church. And these all shape who we are and make up who we are. And I love a bit of Greek. I love knowing what words mean. And I think we can kind of get a more holistic um, view of a word when we look just beyond the English. And in Greek, the word gifts means charis, which is often translated as grace, kindness, favor. 
in the plural is charismata, which means free, undeserved gifts. The gifts that God gives us are free. They're undeserved. We can't earn them. We can't work for them. You can't try and be a better Christian for them. But they're gifts of grace that God longs to pour out. And he gives us when we accept, when we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He comes and he longs to pour out his spirit and give us all different giftings. God has placed his gifts in you. And God wants to use these different passions, these different experiences, not just for ourselves and to build up ourselves, which is great, but to build up his church. And by church, I just don't mean these four walls, but actually he wants us to sow into the people around us, our schools, our workplaces, and wherever else he has us planted. And in our passage, we, um, Sarah read to us, we meet this church in Antioch, and they, this was a church of great diversity, of people from different nations, ethnicities, economic backgrounds. A beautiful example of what the body of Christ has always been intended to look like. It was a church which had quickly realized that each person had different giftings that they could use to build up the church of God. And we learned that amongst its members there were prophets, there were teachers, and no doubt others with different kind of giftings. They were a church led by the Holy Spirit. And there's a lot we can learn from this community of believers about how we can activate our gifts today. And so I want to take us through a few practical things we can do to activate, to discern and know what giftings God has placed in each of our hands. And so the first thing I want to say is we need to discern our gifts. To activate our gifts, we need to discern our gifts. We need to know what our gifts are. I love that this community were aware of the giftings that God had given them. They weren't just, you know, going about and just, yeah, you know, I'm not very gifted. I don't really have anything to offer, but they were aware. And not so that they could boast. We have nothing to boast in apart from the cross, apart from Jesus. So it's not so they could boast, but so they could build up the church. To activate our gifts, we need to know what our gifts are. And the Bible talks about how each one of us has been given authority. You know, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead, it lives in you, it lives in me. And the same power he longs to break out out of us and show the world of who he is. And I was having a think when I was writing this talk, I was like, Holy Spirit, what does it look like for me to not really be aware of my gifts? And it's like you turning up to a battle, you know, rocking up and you're facing this opposition and you just turn up and you're not really aware of what your, what your weapons are. It's not really much use. You need to know what your weapons are. You need to know what, God, what you have been given. You need to know that I can use this to fight and you need to have almost like a strategy. And our gifts that God has given us not only build us up and build up the church, but they're weapons which God has given us. They're tools that we can use to fight the enemy. The Bible talks about how we don't fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against wicked principalities. And to do that, you need your gifts. You need the weapons that God has given you. You need to learn how to use them effectively, how to steward your giftings well. 
in verse 2 to 3, it says, While Barnabas, Simeon, and Lucius were worshipping, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Part of this discerning your giftings is, is personal. You can ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what gifts have you given me? What have you placed in my hands to use? And the Holy Spirit tells us, he longs to tell us. He's our helper, our friend, and he longs to speak to us. And often, sometimes, this is linked to our passions, what we're good at. Have you ever considered that you just don't love hosting people, but actually God has given you the gift of hospitality? You're not just a creative person, but God has given you the gift of creativity. You're not just a singer, but God has anointed your voice to carry an anointing that sets people free. It's a gift from God. It's not just something you're good at. And sometimes we just say, oh, I just do that. Yeah, I'm, I just, I'm just good at that, but actually it's a gift. It's a gift that God has given you to build up his church. And also more often than not, our giftings are discovered in community, in spaces like this, in, in church, by those around us. I remember when I was 11, I got baptized. I convinced my parents. I was like, I'm all in for Jesus. I want to get baptized. And mom was like, are you sure? I was like, yes, I really want to get baptized. And what my church back home in Exeter did was leading up to the baptisms, they would um, release the names of the people getting baptized, and this was a chance to pray for them and to really ask God what words, um, what pictures he was giving them to be able to share with these people. Um, and I remember they gathered around us as we were getting baptized, and they started speaking things and speaking different callings that they felt that God had placed on all our lives. And I remember as I was reading cards and there's people gathered around me, they were all affirming that God had given me a gift in worship. And now I, I hadn't really realized that this was a gift or something that God had placed in my hands or in my heart. But it took, it took the church calling this out and affirming that this was a gift from God. And in our passages through the church that the Holy Spirit spoke to set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work which it was calling them to. It was through the community of believers that God affirmed the call on Barnabas and Saul's lives. And we have the same opportunity as a church, as a community to encourage one another. I encourage you, if you see someone who's good at something, tell them, affirm them. Affirm them, encourage them that, yeah, I see this in you. God has given you a gift in welcoming people. God has given you a gift in hospitality. God has given you a gift in sharing words of wisdom. Encourage one another. You have no idea what your encouragement will unlock in someone. And I'm definitely a product and someone who's been encouraged by so many people, affirming the calling of God on my life, and I would not be where I am without that. And we get to play a part in this. So the first thing is you need to discern your gifts. Discern your gifts. Know what your gifts are. And the second thing is we need to deploy our gifts. So once we have discerned, once we've prayed through, once we've asked the Holy Spirit, what gifts have you given me? You need to start using them. Start putting them into practice. In our passage, it doesn't say, whilst Barnabas and Saul were called by the Holy Spirit... They were sent through a period of training before they could start using their gifts. But it says in verse 3, 
So after they had fasted and they had prayed, they placed their hands on them and they sent them off. They sent them off to start using, to start practicing their gifts. And sometimes we're too afraid to step out and to start using our giftings. And for me, this is um, something I struggle with. I, I have this deep need to be perfect and perfectionism is not from God. He doesn't want us to be perfect. And the, there can be this thought pattern of, oh, I'm not as good as this person, or I'm not as gifted as this person. God doesn't want to use me. And I really want to break that lie. It's not true. God is not after your perfectionism. He's not after you having this put-together gift with a bow on the top. He's after your obedience. He wants you to lean and to learn from him, to lean and to learn from his Holy Spirit who is given to us as a gift, as our helper, helping us step out as we step out into the callings and the giftings that God has placed in each of us. I remember a few years ago, I was really struggling with comparison. I was struggling with comparison. I remember looking at other people leading worship and thinking, God, you've given them a voice like this. My voice is not high enough. It's not low enough. It's not this enough. As if it's actually ever been about my voice. And all these kind of ridiculous lies were swimming in my head. And I kind of went along fighting these lies. But I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, Betty, stop striving after perfection. In my head, I thought God was after me being perfect. But actually, it was more about me fully listening, fully surrendering, fully giving myself over and yielding to his leading. And actually being like, sometimes you might ask me to do something ridiculous. Am I willing to step out? And a lot of those times I feel so afraid, I feel kind of weak, unqualified, but actually he doesn't call the qualified, but he qualifies us as we step out, as we go after him. He's after your obedience. The one who has given you the gifts that, that you have is faithful enough to help you to use them. He's faithful enough to help you to steward them. You might stumble, you might fall, you might even get it wrong or say the wrong thing, but I hope as a church we can be family together, coming alongside each other, encouraging one another, building each other up, sparing one, one another on. There is no room for cancel culture that we see in the media, that we see in the world around us. So deploy your gifts, start using them, break that fear, break those lies of I can't do it, I'm not like this. Be obedient in using your gifts that God has given you. And the third point I want to make is you need to develop your gifts. The temptation with, with the word gift is just to think, great, I've got the gift. I've got, God has given me a gift in music. God has given me a gift in prophecy. I can just chill. Don't need to practice. Thanks, Jesus. Fantastic job done. But actually, you need to spend time practicing, developing your gift. We live in this society of instant gratification, of obsessed with the final result and not the process. We don't see the hours of practice an athlete might put into their, into their work and running and jogging and training. But we see the gold medal at the end and we don't see the hours a musician spends perfecting, honing in their craft. But we see this piece or end song. We don't see uh, the hours of preparation the band puts in seeking God. What songs should we do? How can we lead your people to hear your voice? But we see the final piece, we see the band leading us to God. 
but actually everything takes practice, everything takes us putting in the hours and not somewhere where people see us. I think often our gifts can be developed in the private place where no one will see you and no one will give you that well done, but actually it's just between you and God. Last year for my 21st birthday, um, I'd, um, I'd asked my dad for a phone camera, or I'd hinted more, actually I'd persisted that I really wanted a phone camera. Um, and it's one of those proper ones with all the buttons and all the settings, and I was so excited. Um, so I got it, he even kitted it out with the film ready um, on my 21st, and I was so excited. So I was like, great, I'm gonna follow my family around um, Christmas, New Year, every day. Something moved, I took a photo. Someone smiled, I took a photo. I was just a bit obsessive, honestly. Um, and it was great. And I got my film and the role finished and I was really excited to get them developed, but actually the, the shops were shut. I was like, great, I don't want to post it, you can post it, but I didn't want to do that because I didn't want to ruin the film. So I waited patiently and we were out of lockdown. I was like, great, the shops are open, I'm going to go to the film, film shop and I'm going to get my film developed. I marched in confidently, ready to get my film, get, ready to get my, my photos might even post them on the gram. <laughs> but um, when I got them, they were so bad, so bad. I had about six good photos, barely, and the rest were just rubbish. And actually, this can be uh, like our gifts. We need to spend time developing. I've since actually taken it up upon myself to read books, to research. Uh, my, dad loves film, um, my dad loves film photography as well, so he has got a few books. Um, I've watched a few videos. And actually, my second role was so much better, so thanks, Jesus. And so I really want to encourage us that you need to spend time practicing and developing your gift. That's the only way you're going to get better at operating in those, in those giftings. And I love that we can get to give God our best. I love that God welcomes us, that place of actually, God, I want to give you my best. We serve this glorious, this magnificent God, and I want my gifting to reflect his splendor, to reflect his majesty, to reflect who my God is. It's not because I want to be perfect in using the gift, but actually I want my, my giftings to compel people to worship. And it's not so I get man's well done. I honestly couldn't care less, but I more care about my father's well done. So you have to spend time growing in those giftings. Psalm 33.3 says, Sing a new song of praise to him. Play skillfully on the harp and sing for joy. Play skillfully. Spend time honing your craft. If you're a creative, create skillfully. If you're a musician, play skillfully. A painter, whatever gifts God has given you. If you love hospitality, be hospitable skillfully. Do it well. Do it with the best of your ability. Develop your gifts. And this model used by the church in Antioch is used throughout the, go the Gospels, and especially in, um, in the letters, as the church was growing and gaining momentum. In 2 Timothy 1, 6-7, Paul urges Timothy to fan into flame the gift of God, which is within him through the laying on of hands, to fan into flame the gift of God within him. The gift is already within you. It just needs to be 
to be blown into flames so that you can't actually contain it. And we get to do the same for one another through the laying on of hands, through encouraging one another to fan into flame the gift of God, the passions that God has placed on our hearts. And so as we finish, as I come, come to land, I want to pray for us that God would open our eyes to see the gifts, to see what he's placed on each of our hearts. Your gift matters. Your gift is important to building up his church. Your gift is valuable. It's valid. And if anyone has ever told you it's not needed, that's a lie. But actually, your gift is important to God. And you're important to God. And so if you'd like to stand, and I'd love to pray for us. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We honor your presence in this room. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're right here, right now, Lord. And Father, you say, fun into flame the gift of God within you. So, Father, right across this room, would you begin to highlight, to open our eyes to the giftings you've placed in each of our hands. I pray that you start doing it right now, God. Open our eyes to see the passions that burn within us. And, Father, if nothing comes to mind, I just pray that you just fun it into flame, God. Fun it into flame. Fun into flame the giftings within us, Lord. Open our eyes, Jesus, to see what you've given us to build up your church. To build up your church as we're coming out of lockdown. The church needs your gifting. So, Father, we pray right now that the church is not dead. And there are people in this room with giftings that would change. That would change our society that are needed in this hurting, in this broken society. Father, you've given and placed people right in this room with giftings, with passions that would change situations, that would change things in mental health. And so, Holy Spirit, do it, Lord. Fun into flame the gift of God within us. Fun into flame the gift of God within us. Do it, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I pray that it will be giftings we can't contain, that we can't hide, that we can't even keep it in, Lord Jesus, and not so that we can boast in our giftings and what we have, but so that people would see the glory of God on our lives. People would see the anointing, not so that they can worship us and say, well, they, yeah, give us words and of encouragement that are empty, but actually that will be after God's well done. It will be unto God being praised and giving all the glory that he deserves. And so come, Holy Spirit, fun into flame the gift of God. Fun into flame the gift of God within us. Fun it into flame, Jesus. And for people who've had lies about their gifting spoken over them, for people who've been dismissed, for people who felt unvalued by the church or even by people around them. God, I pray that healing right now, Jesus, healing from those lies right now, Lord. Fun into flame the gift of God within us, Holy Spirit, till we can't contain it anymore, Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit.